0: Hey, Strangers. On today's episode, I talked to Joe Davison, who plays Nerdy Tech in Stranger Things Season 2. We chat about horror movies, missing his chance to high-five Millie, working with the incredible cast, and seeing just how much the Duffer brothers would let him get away with on set, and of course, being Demodog Chow. This call was recorded via Skype, so just keep that in mind while you listen. Enjoy this episode, and stay strange.
1: Hi, my name is Joe Davison, and I play Nerdy Tech on Stranger Things Season 2. You're listening to The Upside Down Podcast. Joe? Uh, Hello? Hi. (laughs)
0: Hey, what's up? This is Ash.
1: Hi, Ash, what's up? First of all, I want to compliment you on your name because it's my singularly favorite character name in the horror world.
0: Oh, because Evil Dead? Yes. I love Bruce Campbell. He's.
1: Yeah, I love him. Like, why would I wear this skin? No, I'm just kidding.
0: I feel like I want him to be on Stranger Things. I feel like it would check out.
1: I feel like he'd have to win, though. He'd have to come in. He'd have to wrangle
0: a Demogorgon. Yeah,
1: he'd just look at it and be like, come on, baby, you know.
0: (laughs) Get the buzzsaw.
1: Yeah, whatever, yeah. And then just, you know, Hopper just be like, all right, he's going to have a coffee and a cigarette.
0: <laughs> first, I want to thank you for rescheduling. I know that we've tried to get an interview with you for a bit. And How is the puppy? Gonzo is doing great. I yeah. mean, fans of the podcast will know our dog, Gonzo. Um, he does still have cancer, but they That's removed nice. a big tumor, and so he's feeling great. He's feeling like much better. I mean, he's 13, so he's an old dog anyway, Yeah. but he's definitely doing great, so I appreciate that. And I know that the first time was because you were filming something in LA, do you want to tell us about that, is that top secret, can we know, No. well
1: it's you know, top (laughs) secret's a funny thing, because I didn't really learn that until I was on Stranger Things, they locked us down, like you couldn't say anything, you couldn't take pictures, well you could take pictures, you couldn't share them, you couldn't do a lot, they were very honest, but uh, yeah, a little bit about my film, Uh, I directed a movie out in LA called uh, Sorority of the Damned, it's a horror comedy and it's got uh, some icons in it. It's got Felissa Rose in it. Sarah French is in it. It has uh, Richard Elfman. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he did like Forbidden Zone. And he's got a brother by the name of Danny who's really well known for music. And uh, so Richard played my grandfather, and it was really cool. And it, it's a great, uh, fun horror comedy with lots of gore and raunchy jokes, really, basically.
0: It's cool that you're a horror fan and that you know Thank your you. role on Stranger Things involved a very very kind of gruesome, horrific scene happening to you. Yeah. Uh, But first, but first, so I found you on social media because a friend Mm -hmm. of the podcast, Karen Cissé, she plays Mrs. Sinclair. She tagged you in a really sweet kind of funny post, and it was a slow motion video of you and I think maybe one of your children, your daughter, running around a giant inflated (laughs) demogorgon with just like wrinkles, and it was just playing this really like funny, Brady Bunchy, happy music. Uh (laughs) Tell me about that. What, how, what yeah. was that?
1: Yeah, well, it was an outdoor sprinkler, and uh, <laughs> my wife had got it for me because she thought it'd be hysterical, so we put it out in the front yard, and, and we played with that thing for weeks. I mean, we live in Florida, so it's, it's hot here every day almost, except for like the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, we're from yeah. Florida. We've only lived yeah. in Georgia for about four years, maybe like right when we started the podcast, so going on five years, that was like yeah. the week we moved to Georgia, was because we realized we lived down the street from the Hawkins High School, and that's when we started the podcast, but we're from Jacksonville do all from Florida
1: oh no yeah nice yeah Jacksonville the place of bridges only
0: that's accurate yeah <laughs> where do you live
1: bridge 12. All right.
0: But the cool thing about it was it was only two hours from Orlando where like a lot of stuff goes down. So that's yeah. not oh, too bad.
1: Yeah. I live in Tampa, St. Pete. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm right there. Yep.
0: Now I know that you're super stoked because you just had a film come out on Amazon called Beauty is Skin Deep. Before we get yeah. started, um, what, what do you want to tell fans about that? I know you're interested for people to watch it. You're really proud of it.
1: Yeah. It's something different for me. My my wheelhouse has always been horror. I started years ago, 2000, making horror films. Um uh, I started in comedy, but I've always been a horror fan since I was like in fifth grade. But when I got into entertainment in 95, I'm dating myself, I started on stage doing comedy, doing improv. So this is about beauty. I don't know how I got to where I'm at right now. But anyways, yeah, Beauty Skin Deep is is a little different than what I normally do. It's a high school thriller drama, kind of a whodunit, written by the wonderful Jennifer Phillips. And uh, I just thought it was a great take on high school. And not only, you know, is there drama in high school, but also, what if also someone's killing everybody, you know? So that's basically what it is. It's a whodunit in a high school coming-of-age murder mystery.
2: So I
0: think uh, fans of Riverdale are going to like your movie.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what Jennifer uh, modeled it after was. Riverdale you know it's has that feeling
0: it's funny because my sister always makes fun of me because I watch Riverdale but I'm like when you start watching it it's just shot so beautifully like the speed, yeah like the coloring is beautiful everything is beautiful and then as it goes on you're just like oh no this isn't happening none of this is not what happened but you're already you're invested you're in there yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I was kind of like that a little bit because I was like man when I was in high school if anyone talked to me like this I would have beat them to the ground
0: very yeah i like how the whole yeah. town is run uh, by a teenager from like her underground um right <laughs> her underground yeah. lair it's like what right. Okay, Stranger Things. Um, So for fans that don't know, you play a lab tech in season two. Uh, The first thing I always like to know is just, you know, how did that role and that opportunity come about?
1: Well, I have an agent in Tampa. She just was like, you have an audition. And I was like, okay. And she's like, have you heard of this show called Stranger Things? And I was like, what? Yeah, I just (laughs) binge-watched the first season yesterday. What are you talking about? And she's like, well, they're shooting season two. You have an audition. It's very small roles. It was like two lines. And... I go in, I do my audition. I'm like Roger, over, under, whatever it was. (laughs) It was one of the tech guys in the in the Upside Down. Yeah. One of those guys. Just a quick line. So I did that, and I was like, all right, that's cool. You know, let's see what happens. Now, what nobody knows is that I was just coming off of a letdown for the show This Is Us. I was up for the lead in that.
0: Oh, really? The one that uh, Benny ends up playing? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a strange coincidence
1: you don't know. That's a strange coincidence that the guy from Stranger Things got the lead in This Is Us, but then I had an audition for Stranger Things. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, so I audition. I don't hear anything for a couple weeks. I get another audition for it. I read again. This time it's like two pages of dialogue. I'm like, this is better. I can bite my teeth into this. This is great. It's okay. I don't hear anything. Like two weeks go by, I get another audition, and it's like five pages. And I was like, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> so I do that, and I don't hear anything. Months go by, and I uh, like, I have the flu at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm sick. I haven't been out of bed in like three days. I'm coming out of it. I'm actually like well enough to eat some soup. And I turned my phone on. I hadn't had my phone on in days because I was sick. I wasn't doing anything. And it just starts ringing off the hook. Bing, 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 ding, ding It's ding, ding, ding. And I'm like, what the? It's in the other room, by the way. And I'm eating soup and looking at my wife. And I'm like, uh, I'm dying. And uh, so I go, I go in the bedroom and I look at my phone. And it's like 87 missed calls from my agent. And I was like, that's odd. You know, it's like when when Derek Zoolander comes home and he's got all the missed messages. And he's like, that does seem peculiar. So I call her. I'm like, what? I said, what's going on? And she's like, I've been trying to get a hold of you for 12 hours. And I was like, my phone was dead and I was dying. I don't know what do you want. And uh, she, she goes, you got the part. And I was like, which one? Because I auditioned like three times a week, so I had no idea what she was talking about. And uh, she's like, Stranger Things. And I was like, what? And then she's like, yeah, so you're you're going to be uh, – they need you on – this was Tuesday. She's like, they need you on Monday. I was like, all right, do it. Let's sign it. We sign the paperwork, whatever. And then Wednesday – this is Tuesday. Wednesday I get a call and they say – can you be here Friday? And I was like, Yeah, sure, no problem. What time you want me there? They give me a time. I got to go meet wardrobe, whatever. And then like three hours later, I get a call and it's like, Can you be here tomorrow? And I was like, Yeah, whenever you need me, I'll just leave now. So I go and, I, and uh, that was my experience. I, I left immediately and got in. They they wardrobe me on set. The pumpkin patch, that was cool as shit. I got to see that before anybody because that's where I was meeting them. Oh, okay. They had me drive to the pumpkin patch, meet wardrobe in a trailer, and they costumed me uh, there.
2: Oh, that's neat.
1: Yeah, it was really cool, man. I got to see really cool stuff that day.
0: We went to the pumpkin patch um, because the farm that owns it, they kind of did, like, a small little tour. Now they do it all the time. Now they let people come, and it's, like, a whole thing with, like, an escape room.
1: and oh, they nice. like
0: And they've, decked out the cabin that, you well, know, Well, I got not, the
1: address. I don't know right where it's at.
0: Yeah. Well, we got to see it, and it was really funny because we didn't obviously see it when it was shooting, but afterwards the farmer went out, and he, like, threw out some pumpkins, and he let them, like, rot all over the ground. So it was, yeah. it was, really, it was really rad. So seeing it firsthand must have been so Yeah, cool. that's
1: cool, dude. Yeah, it was, and I... It was the cop cars. It was cool, man. It was a lot of, like, coolness happening in my brain all at once. I was like, this is pretty dope.
2: I always think it's interesting
0: because, you know, you're an actor, so you work with, like, a variety of people, and you're not allowed to really get starstruck, but, like, on a show like Stranger Things that was, like, such a sleeper, and then immediately, like, overnight, people watched it, and it just became, you know, what it is today. Being cast on that show for the season two, you must have been pretty stoked.
1: I was, uh, that, it was beyond that, because it was, uh, one, I couldn't say anything to anybody. They wouldn't let me say anything, right? So I was like, okay, that sucks. I couldn't tell anybody. (laughs) So, you know, it was this quiet, just every day. I'd go out to, like, an event, you know, a film festival or something, and people were like, what are you working on? I'm like, Nothing. What are you doing? I bet it's not as cool as what I'm not doing. And uh, so it wasn't revealed until Comic-Con when they released the Season 2 trailer, which, by the way, I didn't know they were doing. I didn't know they were doing this. I found out because I'm in the horror industry. I've directed a couple horror films. I know a lot of people. So my friends, that's, that was very Trump of me. I got a lot of friends. I know the best filmmakers. Uh, I was like, But I knew people, and they were all at Comic-Con that I didn't know that. So I'm sitting at this very odd, same table, same seat, only this time I'm eating dinner. It was like a hero. We just got, like, public sandwiches or something. And uh, my phone starts to go nuts. And I'm starting to see that it's like, all my buddies in LA and it's just like, what? Fuck you. Blah, 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 da all this stuff. And I was like, what is happening? I pick it up and I look at my wife and I'm like, what? And then I get one from a very, very good friend of mine. And, uh, it's just a screenshot of the trailer of me. And he's like, you didn't tell me you were in Stranger Things. And I looked at it, and I was like, what? And I was like, where are you? And he's like, Comic-Con. You just were in the trailer. 40,000 people just saw you. And I was like, yeah, baby. And then after that, it was fire. It was just fire.
0: You're like, I'm texting everybody.
1: Yeah, and now it's quiet. Nobody cares anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> everybody cares. There's always going to be a new generation of fans coming to that
2: show. Oh, That's a good My thing. My daughters
1: have a hard time with it because they'll, they'll, be, they'll watch. Cause I got a bunch of stuff on Amazon and Hulu and Netflix, and you know they'll just be still see me and they will like, "How
2: old are
1: they?" Okay. Uh, I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. Oh, cool! And I have a third, a fourteen-year-old thir- son, but he doesn't talk to me and he stays in his room playing Fortnite. So I'm not quite sure he's even here anymore.
0: Yeah, our little mascot of the show is my little baby, my eight year old Kilby. So
1: uh-huh. But
0: when your daughters are like ten or eleven, they're really gonna appreciate. They're gonna go back to it and they're yeah. gonna be like, Yeah, our dad's on Stranger Things.
1: Right now they don't they don't have the, the knowledge to use the power correctly.
0: One of the things that's really neat is that you kind of have your own little station in Hawkins Lab, like your yeah. own little zone. What was it like to be in in that set?
1: Well, the the surreal part of all of it was the fact that I was in something that looked exactly like like, aliens and I was in there with Paul riser
2: yeah and
1: my brain was could not get out of aliens and I was just like I was I turned in at one point I said yo man said, does this all look familiar and he kind of looked at me and I was like you know whale and tanny and all that shit. and he's like that's why it looks familiar that's what he said so I was like I was like yeah and he and I got fairly close he's very funny because we were there for a long time people don't realize like you're there for like 12 hours a day for like four or five days so it's like what do you do in that downtime you just talk to you You know, co stars and stuff. Yeah. So it was fun. I had a lot of fun with the scientists, the extras, those guys. Those guys are really, really, you know, we just offset, you know.
0: So So the other scientists were background actors?
1: Yeah. But some of them were really but they do that stuff professionally some of those guys start looking in the backgrounds for them in other shows you'll see them everywhere
0: you were in a few episodes who directed your episodes the same the Dupper, Sean
1: Levy no no uh, Andrew Stanton uh, okay. Oscar winning director for Finding Nemo and and I don't know Madagascar and a bunch of stuff that's
0: an interesting yeah. interesting choice
1: yeah he was uh, I didn't know this going in my surrealness started well first of all I was like you got the part great and then I show up and I'm like, this is cool. And then I really show up to set and they're like, here's your sides, get in wardrobe, there's crafty, there's a trailer full of lobster, whatever you want. And I was like, okay, (laughs) cool. So, and I'm used to making my own films. So, you know, I'm making like, you know, half a million dollar projects. They're spending a half a million dollars every like eight minutes. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like the difference is like my crafty table is like, a fold-out table with some shit on it, and their Crafty table is an entire eighteen-wheeler with pull-out drawers. You can make your own sandwiches out of whatever you want. So, you know, anyways, so I walk in while well, I'm mean, crafty getting a coffee. Paul Reiser walks in, and immediately we we're like, "Well, I'm like, yeah, I'm you know, nerdy tech, and da da, da and I begged for a name, and and uh, I did. I begged them for a name. I was like, "Can I be called something? Steve? Anything? Give me a." Fucking name! So they didn't. Uh, so I asked Paul Reiser one shot. I was like, "Yo, lean over and be like, yo, Ralph.'" <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so I walk in and it's this amazing set piece, and 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 it's just fabulous. And Paul Reiser's next to me, and I and uh, I'm looking at all this, and then I hear the these main doors. They're like submarine doors into the studios. They really are. They're these giant doors you pull open. You have to step over a, a threshold. Oh, cool. It, yeah, they're, they're like soundproof doors. It's cool. And I hear it open. I turn around and it's, it's the Duffer brothers. They walk in and I was like, oh, cool. And they both look at me and like, what's up, Joe? And I was like, me? And they're like, yeah. I was like, hi, you know my name? And they're like, yeah, of course. I was like, that's dope. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) See ya. So that's kind of how I was. And and, uh, I hugged them. I grabbed them and picked them both up and hugged them. Did they enjoy that? I don't don't know. They played, they went with it, but then they quickly scattered away.
0: You know, not having a name, have you seen uh have you seen Christopher Nolan's Tenet? No. Okay, well the lead actor in it, when you're watching it like on Amazon or whatever, it'll showcase, you know, all the characters' names. He's just called the protagonist. And it's like Denzel Washington's son, and he's the lead and he's called the protagonist. So oh, interesting. you're in good company, Nerdy Ted. Yeah.
1: I even wrote on my, I was signing all my paperwork, and it just said Nerdy Tech, and I crossed it out, and I put Steve at the top of it, but that never happened. And
0: Paul's like, man, I thought we agreed on Ralph.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's I
0: was going to ask you yeah. later, but, you know, he is, like, a huge presence. He's just been in Diner, and, Matt, I mean, he's been in so many things. Yeah. That, you know, as an actor, like I said before, you work with a lot of people, but it must be surreal to work with someone that's, like, been so good at their craft for so long. Did you? Learn well, anything
1: from him? Paul, yeah, I mean, it's it, it takes a moment for comedians to accept each other. There's almost like this little bubble. And I, and I did comedy. Like I said, I started in comedy. I did probably 15 years on stage of improv and sketch comedy. And I had my own improv troupe in Tampa with three actually. And that was my life for a long time. So I know a lot of, I opened for a lot of comedians, like Bobby Slayton, Kevin Pollack. uh My improv troupe opened for Dave Chappelle to 30,000 people. So like, you know, I, I've, I've done it. I know a lot of these guys. So, you know, we just started, like, kind of talking and shooting the shit, and then immediately we were just, like, one bit after another, him and I. And we almost pulled it into the the scenes because we were becoming so kind of, like, quick-witted with each other off camera that like when things started to happen we had to hold back because he was going to do something with his coffee cup i, was, I had twizzlers in my pocket and i was going to try to hand him one you know what i mean and that kind of yeah. shit so like that was the kind of neglected stuff because we'd look over at the, like the dumb brothers were there and i remember looking at um one of them i don't know which one <laughs> at this point now and i said yo i said when they flip the light back on can i go Light is green, trap is clean, and point to Paul. And he just, like, as he's walking through the set, he's just like... I was like, okay, that's cool, thanks, all right.
0: Guys, he shook Uh, his head in a hard no.
1: Yeah, no. Well, they didn't stop me from eating. That was all me. I brought in the food to eat in the scene. So they didn't stop me there. I was going to pull out a sandwich at one point, but I thought that'd be too far. And then... I, I thought it'd be funny. I said, what if I pull out a shit ton of Twizzlers and threw them down the hallway to the Demi-Dogs and try to distract them? And they were just like, what? I was like, nothing.
0: We don't have money to pay for Twizzlers, but they do have money to pay for those Twizzlers. Uh, yeah,
1: what do you mean?
0: I, I think your character's interesting because, you know, he works for Hawkins, so not the good guys. But yeah, well,
1: we don't know. I played well, him as he was maybe, just an Maybe,
0: maybe. Yeah. Better better than Brenner's crew. But he's yeah. fun. You know, he's listening to his Walkman, he's bouncing a ball, he's being kind of I would he's say brilliant. almost too casual
2: for the situation. Yeah. He's the,
1: yeah. <laughs> well I think it changed when they met me and they were just like, Okay, we're just gonna have him not do anything and just sit here bouncing the ball. But, but, uh, well,
2: that's what I was
0: wondering because your character has, like, a like he's a scientist and he, he could just be kind of sitting there, but he's being kind of goofy. He's just, like, he's jamming out. He's playing a yeah. ball. He's like, I know there's terrible things happening around me. And I got <laughs> uh-huh. it. What kind of direction yeah. were you given?
1: Yo, man, give me my – yo, I was giving <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, – he, you know, nerdy tech, man. I don't know. He was just sitting there with his walkman on and bouncing a ball and he's an idiot. That's – I don't know. He – if they had given him, I begged, I didn't beg, but I was, I was, I only, this is the real secret, it's Nerdy Tech. They'd only given me two episodes and they liked me so much because that whole scene when the camera pulls back and I'm all by myself and shit in that room. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, at the end of the day, I had been with Hopper and I had been with Paul Reiser. I, Eleven was sitting outside for a bit, you know, uh, which, by the way, Millie Bobby Brown's agent, right before she landed Stranger Things, was my agent.
2: Oh, right. They
1: let her go because they didn't know what to do with her. There wasn't anything here in Florida, the Southeast, for her to do. They needed so... They knew someone who was really big out in L.A., and they basically, like, transferred her or traded her, like a football player, to another agency. And then she landed Stranger Things.
2: And now she that is. that crazy?
1: And now she yeah. is
0: the Millie Bobby Brown.
1: Yeah, right. So I'm almost there, is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> you just got to get traded.
1: Yeah, trade me up, baby. <laughs> Coach, I'm ready to play. Uh, did I answer that question? I have no idea.
0: So, How many days were you on set? Like, how many days did you film if you were originally supposed to have,
2: like, a couple episodes?
1: It ended up being, I don't know, I did, I'll say, like, three weeks. Oh, cool. All in all. It was a while. It was good. It was good. It was really good. Like, and I think I just kept them all happy is the thing, you know? I just was the idiot. (laughs) As soon as we got cut, I'd start being stupid, you know? And my, uh, being... I'm a crew guy. And a lot of people aren't crew P- actors. I got friends of mine who I'll be on set with them in something. And the cut, and they fucking drop it, turn around, walk over to their chair, and they sit the fuck down and they don't do anything. They don't talk to the DP, they don't talk to the producers. They sit there. Hmm.
2: And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what are they doing? first They're of reading?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, first of all, I- I'm not that dude. I. I want to know the DP. I want to know the producers. I want to know the guy hanging like, because they're the ones working.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? I mean, yeah, we're coming in and saying some lines, having a good time, but as soon as they yell cut, we can go get high. You know? These guys, you know, they're working, man. They have beers at the end of their shifts, because they're sweating their asses off. So, I like to hang out with those. I like to hang out with the crew a lot. And as a director, and, and, and that, it's also a way to, to, like, network and navigate my way through who's real. Yeah, you know? I
0: was going to say, as a director, I'm sure that that plays a big part in how you see things. You realize, like, every single person is important. I get a lot of questions that are like, how can I be a director? How can I work on Stranger Things as a, you know, a set dresser? And I'm like, well, you got to go PA. You've got to start at the bottom i don't think any role is the bottom really because every single thing is important on a show but like if you're doing it by titles but you know you start there and you just kind of work your way up and you kind of learn how everything goes and then you see that it's like yeah the directors are important obviously but like literally nothing could get done if every single person didn't kind of like play their role so as a director you know that and so you want to like chat it up with the people that you're like you guys are making this happen
1: who's the line producer you are what's up buddy Do yeah. you
0: like horror movies?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Break this script down for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: We talked about it a little bit earlier, but like as a horror fan, someone who loves like blood and guts, oh, you know what? Did you like Midsummer?
1: It was okay. Uh oh, I saw it coming, I thought. What? I thought it was Yeah, I thought it was I, I I thought I mean, it was great. It was bizarre. I loved it. But I when, when all the heads were off and stuff, I was like, Mhm. Yeah.
0: I loved it. I loved it. What about, um, what's that new Nicolas Cage movie? Not Mandy. Mandy was so good. The Color Out of Space? Is that it?
1: I haven't seen that yet.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. Like, the way they shoot yeah, it is just crazy. I heard it's beautiful. like
1: super surreal.
0: It's funny because you're watching it and you're like, Nick Cage, what's happening? He's not doing yeah. it. And then he does it. And then he goes Nick Cage, and you're like, yeah, this movie's in. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just thought of that because you like. I Marvel love
1: films. Nick Cage.
0: I thought you might be interested in those other two movies because Randy, Mr. Clark, uh, he and I are always talking about how much we love Midsummer. So I was like, maybe yeah. Joe likes Midsummer. But as a fan of horror, you know, you got to do something really, really fun. And I think in the yeah. Stranger Things universe, just really fun. You got to be, you know, eaten alive by an uh, alien. What was the process like? Tell me about... I want to know everything about that, about the blood, about who was pretend eating you. Tell me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, his name was Johnny. Uh, No, um, we're friends still. Yeah, it was cool. It was, uh, you know, I didn't know that because we didn't get the script. I showed up and me and um, Helena Bell, who plays the radar girl, she and I were like, we show up and we're outside kind of just reading the sides. And I was like, what does yours say? And she's like, what does yours say? And I was like, mine says I'm going to die in the an elevator. And she's like, that's what mine says. I was like, I don't like this show anymore. <laughs> and uh, when it came time to shoot it, I looked at it, I said, yo. I said, hear me out. I said, what if I also go up the stairs with them? Because, you know, Hopper and uh, what's his name? Snow. Is that his name? No. Dr. Owens? Owens. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, Owens, they run upstairs. And I was like, wait. Why are we're all scientists? Why are we going to the elevator when clearly the way out is through the stairs? So they're like, go to the stairs, Joe, because at this point everything ended with like Joe, like no Joe, go, go over there. Stop. Somebody make sure he sleepy. doesn't
0: have any Twizzlers.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. How many <laughs> cups of coffee is that today? Jesus. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're like, oh. So they're like, go to makeup. We go to makeup, and they're like, get naked. And I was like, what? <laughs> And they were like, we got to scar you up. And I was like, okay. So, you know, clothes off, scars come on, you know, really cool application and process, which I love. That's the whole point of horror movies. And then, you know, they cut up our clothes and stuff. And th- that was just after we did like two days of running down a hallway because we had to run down the hallway first. Yeah. You know, the glass breaks, we back up out of the room, down the hallway, down the next hallway, down a hallway to an elevator. That was a lot of running, so much running because we did it take after take after take because... They were using, I don't know what it's called. They told me like six times, and I still can't remember. It was a six-wheeled, six-person-manned electric golf cart that looked like the military owned it, and that's where they put the camera on. So when we're running down the hallway and we look behind us, they're coming at us at about 40 miles an hour on this cart. (laughs) And they're like, run faster, Joe. And I was like, I can't run any faster. (laughs) That's basically how it was for days.
0: That's funny. Um, I was at a panel once with Gayton who plays Dustin. I think it was Mm -hmm. one of the first cons he did, and he was talking about the scene at the quarry where uh, he and Mike, or Finn, uh, are running from the bully. And yeah. they were like, you know, Mike is so tall, or Finn is so tall. Even then, he was a little bit taller, and so he was running yeah. really fast. And they're like, Dustin, you got our gate, you got to speed up. And he's like, I can't. I'm doing it. This is as fast as I can go. He's like, he's gonna have to slow down.
1: Yeah, uh, that's about where I was. They didn't care though. Because I'm an adult.
0: When you were laying on the ground, like our friend who plays Agent Connie Frazier in the end of episode, or I guess at the end of season one, you know, she's attacked, and yeah. she said that they just dumped syrup all over her face, like red, goopy syrup. She said her hair was like sticking to the floor. She said they ended up not using that scene, but she was like, I was doused in just like syrup. Yeah. It was so sticky and goopy. Did you get any of that fun stuff?
1: I did. Once we got in the, okay, so we get to the elevator get in, here they come, the door shuts, we're inside now, door's going to open. So inside, we're all cut up, and they're having us lay down and put us in positions, and we keep moving around. It took like 20 minutes to figure out how we were supposed to lay down, to make it look cool,
2: Yeah,
1: you know? And uh, and then we got in position, and then, yeah, basically they just came in with what uh, we call spray gun in the industry. It's basically like a pump. With a it's an insecticide sprayer. Yeah. Like you can buy at Home Depot, filled with red fake blood. They just sprayed us with that for like 10 minutes. And then, uh, yeah. And then they're like, okay, act like you're dead. And then they poked us with a uh, little shiny metal rod with a tennis ball on the end of it for like two days.
2: Sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to lay in an elevator and be like, ah. Oh. You just got to
0: get yeah. that latex on, and then you just lay there and get.
1: Yeah, that was cool. That's what they had. The hardest part was, I can kind of remember where they were still, too, because they had to, you know, once they put those applications on, the latex applications, they're pretty solid. You have to get them off with, like, alcohol swabs and stuff. So, but I was peeling that off of my chest hair for days. I was like, I had over here and over here. I put, interesting fact, I get to Atlanta and I get a call the same day. My daughter fell, hit her forehead split it open she needed like 10 stitches on her forehead oh no thankfully it goes the same way as her like brow line can't even see it now you can't see it now but i was devastated i didn't know what to do i almost left to come take care of my daughter and my wife was like no i got it she just did her head it's a couple stitches i was like it's a gaping wound in her forehead what do you mean and uh, she's like i got it i was like okay Fine, I believe you. I love you. And uh, so I had to match. She sent me a picture, so I had effects match the scar. Oh, and that's I, dope. I, yeah, I put that on my forehead. You should yeah.
0: have. If you have a photo of it, it'd be cool if you like had a picture in your hallway and it was like your eight by ten and her eight by ten next a to photo. each other. <laughs> I have a
1: photo. I took a screenshot of what they said and what I look like, and I put them together like on Instagram.
0: Great minds. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Although I didn't
1: think about printing it out and putting it on our wall of shame.
0: Yeah, you got to. That's super cool. (laughs) I love that. So you told us a little about working with Paul. Uh, What was it like being around, you know, the magnificent David Harbour?
1: Magnificent.
0: Magnificent.
1: Yeah, it's like watching a majestic elk prance (laughs) through his scenes unscathed. It was great, man. He was a really cool dude. He was laid back. He uh, rolled his own cigarettes which I found was interesting. He's fancy. And and I was was on set the day he found out he got Hellboy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was on set, man. And he, like, got the news and it, like, became a big deal.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Did you have any idea that he was up for that? Because as a horror fan, you must have thought that was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Well, I knew a while, like, weeks ago because he was, you know, uh, as actors do, wondering whether or not we got the role. And I thought, how interesting... Someone like him already in his position where he is stressing out whether or not he got another role in a film. Because at this point, bro, just take the millions and sit back. You got you landed Stranger Things, the number one show on Netflix for the next five years. You don't know it yet, but that's what's going to happen. And you're stressing out over one role in a in a movie. I'm just like, wow, that's just like a interesting perspective to see.
0: Then he's got a whole other stress. He's got to, like, take on a role made to a classic by Ron Perlman. Like, you gotta got to bring it well, in a new way.
1: As much as I love uh, Stranger Things and being part of the family, I will have to say that Hellboy is Ron Perlman. I have to say it. (laughs) I have to say it. Guys, (laughs) I
0: didn't say it. Guys, it wasn't me. <laughs> I
1: I know the Stranger Things fans are gonna lose their mind, but you have to understand. I grew up watching Guillermo del Toro as a director, and him and Ron Perlman got history. They've been in, he's been in all of Guillermo's stuff, and when they decided to do Hellboy, it was the perfect fit. And not that I have every single action figure from Hellboy the movies, Ron Perlman, from the small little itty bitty PVCs you can only find in some weird Japanese website at I feel 2 like in you the morning. Those. I have all of those. I have all of them, but I also have like the giant, you know, 25-inch, you know, standees of Hellboys right next to my ash, actually. I'm a nerd. Detect.
0: You know, David might agree with you. I think he had, like, a really cool look, and I think that the film has its moments, but I think he was saying himself in an interview later that some things didn't come together the way he thought they were going to come together, but, you know, that's how it goes.
1: Yeah, man, you don't know when you're making a movie what—you go in making a movie thinking— This is going to be cool and we're going to do really well and we're going to maybe make some money. That's the whole goal to make a movie is, well, for production studios, is to make money, right? Uh, Someone at my level, I'm doing it just to make a film because that's what I want to do. That's my life. And uh, you don't know, though. You don't know at a $40 million budget or a $400,000 budget what you're making because you could take a $40 million project and it could crash and no one could ever see it. You could take a $400,000 project and make Napoleon Dynamite. And Hollywood doesn't know. And they're scrambling constantly trying to – I feel for those guys like these watcher dudes like studios have where they're constantly like looking at the latest trends and they're trying to like uh, – <laughs> what was it that David said at Schitt's Creek when he was looking for – do you watch Schitt's Creek? Oh, yeah. I love it. When he's looking for a job and he's talking to uh, Stevie and he's like, you know, or uh, trend marketing uh, – <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyway, so, you know, these, these guys who do this, there's no answer to this. There's no rhyme or reason why a movie becomes successful or it doesn't become successful.
0: Yeah, I, I talked to an actress who was recently on an episode of season three. Um, she played Janet Holloway. She was the mom. And she was telling me that she was reached out to when Stranger Things season one started. They wanted her to audition for something. And she kind of read the little synopsis that they send out. And she's a mom, and she just thought it sounded... Like, something she couldn't handle. Like, a little boy disappears. Monsters might have him. So, she passed on it. She was like, no, I'm not going to do it. It just sounds like something that would be too much for me. She's not, like, a horror fan.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then, you know, season So, that went
1: to Winona Ryder. (laughs) I
0: know. (laughs) So then she uh, she she said it came they came back to her for season three and she was like yes please and thank you I would love to be on season three so
1: yeah damn I should have passed it up they would have come back to me
0: <laughs> well she said when she saw season one she kind of got the real vibe she was like oh it's like Stephen King for, for you know for kids
2: it's yeah, not what I thought uh, that it
0: was so yeah. And I know the makeup lead, Amy Forsyth, was telling me when they first started it, she was like, we're just doing this small show. We didn't have a big budget. We were just making it. We liked it. And she said, like, maybe halfway through, the Duffers showed the whole cast and crew. They brought them around, and they just showed them, like, a little bit of the first few episodes. And she was like, holy shit. Like, this is what we're making? Like, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's cool.
0: So you're right. It's like, you never know. You just got to go out at 100%. Yeah, you
1: don't know, man. You don't know, and you go, that's... You know, that's all I try to do when I make my movies is I know how much money I got and I got to figure out how we're going to make that the coolest shit anyone's ever seen. Yeah. Doesn't always work. Doesn't always work.
0: But it's fun trying, right?
1: It's fun trying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to pay your rent.
0: Do you have any sad stories or anything just like kind of unique that happened that you think people would enjoy? I
1: have have a few. I have a few. That are tellable? Yeah. 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 Uh, one is um, uh, when I first met Gatton, I come out of my trailer, and you know I'm I'm just like, all right, I'm this cool nerdy tech. I don't have a name, so I'm nobody, man. Nobody gives a shit about me. I'm just gonna stand here. I'm gonna go get more coffee from over there. And I'm gonna stand right here. I'm gonna drink my coffee. And at that point, I have I was getting a movie funded called Hank. And we were getting about a million dollars for it, so I was actually in the process of like about to get a million dollars. So I was like, "Whatever, nobody cares." Checking my email, whatever. And I look over and Gatton's like sitting in the dirt by himself, and I was like, "Is that a stubble?" I was like, "Is he even?" I was like, "Why is he just sitting in the dirt?" And I look over there and I'm like, "All right, well, he's like eight years old or nine years old. I don't know how old he was at the time, but he's young. Yeah. He's a kid." And I was like, "Well, I can't go over there and talk to him." I was like, "Cause what kind of weirdo? What adult <laughs> male?" goes talks to the kid so nobody around i was like all right fuck it so i walk over there and i'm like i'm like what's up man and he's like playing uh i don't know not a game boy but like a playstation something it wasn't a wii it was something smaller though and uh he's like hey man i was like dude this uh this is a really cool show and he's like yeah it's crazy right and i was like yeah it's really crazy and he stands up, and he, like, he reaches out. He's like, I'm I'm good. And I was like, yeah, what's up, man? I'm Joe. And we sat there. I don't know. We talked about comic books for a minute. We talked about acting. I don't really remember the whole conversation. But I thought that was really cool. And I turn around and walk away, and Dustin is coming up. Well, no, Gayton's the one with a. the curly
0: hair, and he plays
1: Dustin. No, no Lucas. Oh,
0: yeah, Lucas Sinclair.
1: Yeah, Caleb. he's walking up. Kayla's Caleb. walking up. And I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, what's up? But Caleb has, like, 19 people with him. It's, like, his mom and his dad and then, like, I think, like, a whole football crew. I don't know who. He had a lot of people with him. And uh, so I I ended up talking to his dad more, uh, to Caleb's dad, a lot because he and I hung out by the crap service table. And uh, so but those two, I just thought they were really cool. They had no ego. They didn't have any kind of, like, they were just cool, man, just cool kids. And then Finn, uh, the next day... Is sitting on his steps of his trailer, and he and I have this philosophical conversation for about twenty minutes about drugs and Hollywood. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, you're like twelve years old, man. You know." And it was brilliant to have this conversation with this kid because I have a fourteen year old uh, who isn't like that. And uh, I was just like, "Wow, this is this is pretty cool, man." So that those those stories I thought were pretty cool walkaways, you know. The other one is a couple of days have gone by. I've become friends kind of with Finn and Caleb and, and Gad. I'm not working any scenes with them, but we're all in the same area, you yeah. know, so we're all just hanging out and talking. So it's lunch. I had been kind of cut early, like 10 minutes before lunch. I, I was doing my scene. So I go outside. They got this huge setup, you know, people are eating everywhere. I don't know, I'm coming back towards the studio, and it's Caleb, Dustin, Gatton, no wait, same people. Gatton, Caleb, and Finn, and Millie, Bobby Brown. They see me, and I'm like, "What's up, guys? Wap, wap, wap." But I didn't, I hadn't even addressed Millie. I hadn't even like bowed down to her. I didn't know if you had to like, so I didn't know if I had to kiss her rings. And I drop it real quick, and she comes with the high five, and like we miss it. And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and she's like, I didn't get a high five. And I was like, Uh, and she's like, You're done. And she's like, Turn around. And she was kidding, but it was just a great moment where it was like, I was like, Yeah, who's the asshole? This guy right here. Years from now, when I try to bring her into a movie that I'm doing, she's going to be like, I never got a high five from you. And you're
0: going to be like, I'll give you one now. Let's, I'll give you like five, five.
1: Here's Here's five million high fives. <laughs> Just be in my movie.
0: Okay. <laughs> so we had a really great fan question that I wanted to ask you. Oh, it, man.
1: It's from, I don't know why they love me.
0: It's from Shingo. They said, you had a cassette player in the first scene you showed up in. <laughs> if you could listen to one song before or while becoming dog Chow, what song would it be? And I'd like for it to be a period correct song with the show.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, no problem because I already know. One Night in Bangkok. <laughs> Sold. Man, yeah,
0: that was a quick answer.
1: Well, I mean, think about the music. That'd be great. As I'm like getting torn up, it's like, well, Bangkok, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you pulling Twizzlers
0: out, eating. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: Oh, I, love it. <laughs> I think that was a missed opportunity, Duffers. That was funny.
1: <laughs> I told them. Uh, there's a few they didn't like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's awesome. I know that you got back from filming in L.A. and it was kind Go of ahead. during the outbreak, but with coronavirus happening right now, it must be hard to not have as much work available as usual, or if it is available, it's, like, so strict with so many different protocols. You know, what are you doing about Like, how are you keeping busy? What are you doing?
1: Making movies. Just, it,
2: just going <laughs> for yeah, it, the mask. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, we, yeah, we, um, it changed a lot. It increased our budget a little bit on this sorority of the damned. Everyone should really check it out. It's going to be – it's a really funny, raunchy horror comedy. If you love boners and witches, this is what the movie is. So, yeah. So, anyway, so we had to have a COVID compliance officer, okay, so you'd have someone on set checking temperatures every half an hour. Everyone had to sign in, sign out, and sign again. Every time you got your temperature checked, you had to sign piece of paper and saying what your temperature was. Mandatory COVID tests every week for everybody. So we have a 40-person crew. So every week, 40 people were getting tested. Not one of us got COVID. Oh, that's good. 30 days of shooting, 40 people or more, plus extras in and out and other people getting tested. No one got COVID. And as far as I know, all of us still don't have COVID because the majority of my crew went on to shoot another movie in Louisiana, and then uh, our effects crew went and shot a werewolf movie. So there's work. Work is happening, but it's not happening at the studio level. It's happening at the independent level. Where you gotta, there's gonna
0: got to go, or it's not going to make it.
1: There's going to be a surge, watch, of independent films in the next six months. There's gonna It's only going to be independent films. It's not going to be these, like... Bit, you know, there's these big horror you know films coming out. Uh, I think they're re- they're like doing another extension of Saw now with Chris Rock, wow. he's a detective in the oh, Saw 30. world. It's a show or something. It's a whole new branch. Anyways, those are like fifty million dollar horror films to me and fans everywhere. I don't think those are really horror films. Like we don't you, you don't have to spend fifty million dollars on a movie like that. Yeah, because the heart of a horror film is through the fan base that's really like you know that's really what they are so i don't know I, I don't know if i answered your question now i don't even know where i was going with that so i think we we're talking so.
2: about
0: like that that you're definitely still shooting even though covid is happening cuz
1: yeah yeah got to do
0: it when you get the funding and you got the people you got to work you got to keep going
1: i'm trying to right now i'm trying to get the next one off the ground and i'm hoping we'll be in production in the next couple of weeks
0: Where do you shoot the majority of your films, just wherever or in Florida? Well,
1: generally it was in Florida. I've shot eight feature films here. I shot a movie in Alaska called Frostbite, and then I just shot Sorority in L.A. Uh, I'm going to be continuing that process and shooting in L.A.
0: Where are all your movies available to watch? Are they all on Amazon?
1: Amazon and somewhere on Netflix. They might even still be there. Amazon Prime or Amazon.com. You can just go and buy the DVDs. If they make those anymore, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, and then I got a couple from way back in the day that you can only get, like, you got to order them on eBay and stuff because you can't find them anywhere.
0: We like to ask people, what are they into for pop culture? Like, what are some shows or some movies or some music that you're listening to right now that you feel like, if you're stuck in your house, you just got to check these out?
1: Uh, well, I'll always be a...
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, Wu-Tang. Uh, Wu-Tang, baby. So, but no, I like um, the new guy now... Well, I don't know how new he is. He's new to me. Uh, uh, Travis Sky, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. He's like a synth pop kind of dude. Uh, I like The Weeknd. I think they're good. Uh, He's good. Is it a person? I don't know. I think it's one person. He takes up two names, though. And for movies or shows, uh, Schitt's Creek, for sure. Uh, I love... um, Letter Kenny. I don't know if you watch watched Letter oh, Kenny. Oh, I haven't
0: watched it yet, but I always see the, the promo on Hulu. Yeah. It's like always yeah. there. So yeah. I'm sure I'm going to get drawn into it at some point.
1: It's a really good comedy. Uh, there's a new show called uh, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. <laughs> okay. That's on that. It's a sketch show out of Canada. It's got Ed Helms in it. It is hysterical. I like that. And let's see, what's the last movie I watched? Well, me and my daughter watched Friday the 13th part one uh, the other day.
0: Your nine-year-old?
1: My five-year-old and I.
0: <laughs> Did she enjoy it? She loved it. She is your child.
1: Well, here's here's a weird thing. She's got these... Um, let's see if I can find them. She's got these Chucky dolls I bought her. They're like this big, super posable, really cool. I think they're by NECA. So she plays with these Chucky dolls. It's Chucky and the Bride of Chucky. And Tiffany, right? What's her name? I don't know. Doesn't matter. So... She plays them constantly, and we got little things like this around my house, everywhere. So I have a giant. My buddy, good friend of mine, made this giant Friday the Thirteenth Jason. Oh yeah, I see. You see that? Yeah. It's huge. It's like five feet by like five feet, I think. Because my goal is to direct Friday the Thirteenth Part Thirteen, and I'm I'm mm, mmm ah so close.
0: I'm gonna send you all the energy.
1: Please send it to Sean Cunningham. He's the owner. I just need to convince him.
0: I feel like you can do it. I believe in you.
1: I, if I could get it in the same He was supposed to be on set with us in L.A., and uh, he's, you know, didn't happen, unfortunately.
0: Because of COVID, probably?
1: Yeah, probably. All of that. Yeah, COVID really stopped. It stopped a lot of people, but I'm just keep going. I'm not going to. I refuse to stop.
0: Well, I hope it'll be over soon, and I hope that happens for you, because I think that would be rad.
1: You know, it, I don't think it'll be over till August.
0: Well, this year, I hope I hope it'll end soon. I yeah. mean, we're lucky in that we don't have to leave the house. But, you know, you can see in the background, I'm doing these interviews from our podcast room in our house, which is just kind of like yeah. where we collect all the I things that fans send us. But nothing beats the studio, where we can see you in person yeah. and, like, really just kind of geek out on the show together. So that's what I miss, I think, the most is just, like, meeting yeah. with, with the fans and the people.
1: I'm very honored to be on your podcast.
0: I'm very honored to have you on the podcast. Stop it. The director of Friday the 13th.
1: Yeah, well, maybe. One day. One day.
0: I'm, I think it's going to happen. And then
1: you could play this again and be like, yo, look at this. Eight and then years I'll be like, now.
0: Joe, would you be on the podcast to talk about your movie? And you'll be like, no, I'm director. you like,
1: of- who are you? <laughs> Ash, who?
0: <laughs> David, he, he hated your hell
1: boy. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I ha- I'll, I'll make a pact with you right now that if I get Friday the 13th, you give me my exclusive interview. That
0: would be dope. I'll be excited. Yeah. Can I be in it? Can I get murdered? Can I throw Twizzlers? Sure. Can I throw Twizzlers yes. at people? <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Sold.
0: You'll be like, uh, this is a brilliant idea. I don't even know how you came yeah. up with it, but I don't even know her.
1: She's been here for an hour throwing Twizzlers <laughs> in face, and I, I can't stop filming it. <laughs>
0: okay. Last thing I want to know before I let you go yeah. is what's the biggest compliment that you've gotten from anyone about being on Stranger Things? It can be a director, a castmate, a fan, your family member, anybody.
1: Well, the directors never complimented me. Uh, That's rough. That's rough. Yeah. I was... (laughs) What? (laughs) Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, but they didn't fire you either, so...
1: That's true, and they gave me more episodes, so I guess that's the biggest compliment. They
0: secretly love Nerdy
2: Tech, deep inside.
1: Yeah, deep inside. They're huge fans. They can't tell me. I'd have to say I was at Albuquerque Comic Con. I was on a panel with Rob Morgan, who plays a deputy, and Pruitt Taylor Vince. Who I love from Identity and a bunch of other movies, and I'm I'm sitting, uh, I'm sitting on the end, and it's Rob and then it's Pruitt, and there's a ton of people asking questions and stuff, and we're just going back and forth, and I got to meet these guys beforehand, and I thought it was really cool that I w- I'm sharing the stage with them, and this a couple of kids, you know, they everybody standing in line asking questions, and this kid comes up and he looks at me and he goes, he goes Joe, he goes uh, he goes first of all, I think Nerdy Tech was. My favorite character, but he goes. I also think it was one of the most missed characters and could have been expanded upon. And I was like, I agree. And that was it. That's my. I think that's the best compliment I got because I didn't know the kid. You know, he's just some random kid in Albuquerque who thought wow. I was amazing. So, and I didn't agree. I didn't disagree with him.
2: All right, Joe. We did it.
1: This is
0: it. Yeah.
1: All right. I'm Thank excited. you for
0: being on the
1: show Thanks. today. Oh, are we? Are yeah. We're we're recording the whole time. Oh, okay. We're done. <laughs> I thought we were starting. Hi, I'm Joe Davison.
0: I hope we're done. I hope I didn't. I hope this is recorded.
1: Thanks for listening to me ramble on for an hour.
0: Cool, Joe. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. If someone doesn't already follow you on social media, how can they do that?
1: All of my handles are the same. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Joey Giggle Pants. So, J-O-E-Y-G-I-G-G-L-E-P-A-N-T-S.
0: And you're looking for Joe Davison. No D. Not no Davidson. D.
1: Davidson. Yeah, 1D, yeah. guys.
0: And it was fun talking to you today. I'm a child. I appreciate you. Thank you for being I on the podcast. I appreciate you. Thank
1: you. I can't wait to have you throw Twizzlers at Jason.
0: I'm excited. All right, well, thanks for being on the okay. show, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, I, I hope so. Yeah, again, soon. Stay strange. <laughs> it was like batman <laughs> Stay strange. I'll do it like Nerdy Tech. Stay strange.
0: Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.